Welcome to another episode of Give, Grow, Repeat, a podcast focused on collective giving and its impact on the communities they serve. And today I'm really excited to have Emily Rasmussen, the CEO and founder of Grapevine, join me. Welcome. Thank you, Susan. It's great to be here. Well, I'm so excited to have a conversation with you, Emily, because Grapevine is this wonderful platform that I discovered about a year ago, and I'm just really excited to share this with other folks. Can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration you had to start Grapevine? Sure, happy to. Um, yeah, my background is in microfinance and um, really working with communities to try and provide funding to communities for them to decide what to do with it. And um, in particular, I was working in India for a few years uh, doing that kind of um, very localized community-based work. And around that time, there was this new innovation coming out called crowdfunding. And so I heard about Kickstarter and I remember seeing their landing page before they'd launched even and was just the concept was out there. And I thought that sounded so cool. And um, Kiva was really starting to, to take off and become more well-known. And there was something about this concept of democratizing access to finance by um, helping to unlock more funding from communities that could go to communities. Um, like those that I was working in that I got really excited about. And so I started to explore that a bit more and, and spent some time in the crowdfunding space. I did a little consulting for Kickstarter and launched a crowdfunding platform in business school. And in both cases, I was kind of struck by how powerful this model was, but also by how it, it was feeling already fairly transactional. Uh, for a number of people that I spoke to um, about their experience. And so it got me thinking, how can we create a model that's as powerful as this, that can leverage technology to help um, increase scale and, and accessibility of funding for communities, but can still have that connection, that, that sense of purpose through the process. Uh, so that's what set us off on thinking about what that could look like. And after a lot of conversations and working in the nonprofit sector for a while, I uh, came up with this idea of building a more collaborative giving experience where people could connect more through this process and where it could be more of an ongoing recurring process where they could build connection um, and impact together over time, which also in theory would be a much better uh, you know, model for the organizations or the communities that were receiving funds. So some early exploration around those concepts led us to a, a model that we were testing in the very early days. And during that time, a few giving circles discovered us and reached out. So I have to admit, when we got started, I had never heard of a giving circle. I didn't know this was this incredible grassroots movement of people across the country and even the world at that point that had started building giving circles in their local communities. Um, and so it really happened in that moment where they discovered us, reached out, we connected and realized, wow, there's so much we could do here to learn from them and support them. And then ultimately, hopefully really help scale this incredibly powerful model. That's amazing. Um, and, you know, I think oftentimes when um, companies start, they, um, they go in one direction and then something happens where they are introduced to a new audience or whatever, and it really opens up new doors. So it sounds like that's uh, what happened with Grapevine as well. Absolutely. Yes. It was, it was this idea we had as an alternative to crowdfunding as this whole new field of crowd granting that was going to be more community-based and connected and collaborative and 
continuous. Um, but then here that all of those things already existed out there in the community. And of course they did, you know, this is such a, a I think a natural way for people to want to connect and give back. Um, so it was a really wonderful moment where we realized the power of this concept because we saw it being implemented in these communities. And, and then we realized how there was a real opportunity for us to come in with the technology piece um, to really help enable it further. One of the really nice things about Grapevine is that it's it's kind of a hybrid. It's a combination of the transactional yes, which is really helpful for a lot of those folks that are in giving circles that may not be that tech savvy, and that helps them in that way. But it also, as you point out, it has the kind of social networking aspect where you can communicate and exchange ideas and have polls and, and meetups and all kinds of things associated with that to help people come together, get to know each other and, and their shared interests, but also learn about the nonprofits. And one of the things I'm in a giving circle and one of the things I appreciate is that I don't know all the great nonprofits that are out there. I have a few that I support but other folks that are in this network come up with new ideas and then you get to share them and it really helps you get a better understanding of the needs of the community as well as you know how this collective group of like-minded people can work together to really combat some of those needs in in the neighborhood so to speak absolutely susan yeah i think this is really kind of the secret power of this model is that community aspect and there are a few different reasons for that, but one very powerful one is just the sourcing and, and surfacing of incredible organizations that people have a hard time discovering organizations. It's funny, if you ask people, it seems to me when I have conversations with people, most people say, oh, I'd love to get involved in an organization or get more involved in this cause that I care about. It's hard to find organizations. It's hard to know. And it's true, we have great resources that are out there to search organizations. But you know, a lot of times those are more of a gut check kind of um, situation. You've discovered an organization, you wanna to give to them. Now you just wanna double check that they're you know, a 501c3 in good standing. But it's really hard to discover and feel a connection to an organization through a, an online directory like that. What we've seen uh, with, with research um, out of um, the Stanford University and other places is that often people uh, discover organizations through word of mouth. And so it's often like friends and family and maybe that next rung of people where you actually discover organizations and make decisions about funding them. Even if you have access to philanthropic advisors, even if you have access to you know larger um, tools. So it's a very powerful model that everyone leverages no matter uh, how much connection they have and existing um, experience they have in, in the sector. So I think it's very powerful and um, in this particular model, what's wonderful about it too is that when we're looking at the hyper-local version of this model where it's extremely powerful, you're often sur surfacing these smaller, more local organizations that just have a harder time getting the word out about their work, have less marketing dollars, don't have um, you know, the stepping stones to be getting those larger community foundation grants or national grants yet. So this can be such a powerful way to find those and support them in a moment where your dollar goes a lot further because they're a smaller organization and where your impact can be so much greater because you can be that helpful stepping stone for them to that next bigger grant along their journey. Um, so lots of incredible um, you know, uh, 
benefits from that community-based model there, as well as the fact that when you have a variety of people, which giving circles are engaging everyday people, so it's a much more diverse community of people who are coming together to give back, the organizations and the causes that they are interested in and that they surface are more diverse than, than those that we would typically see. And that, that plays out in lots of the research, but you think about it, someone with more lived experience with a particular issue or community or um, location, you know, they, they have an understanding of that, that area and, and maybe more um, even of an empathy for it in a way that um, they'll help direct funding in that direction um, on a higher, uh, with a higher likelihood than someone who doesn't have that connection. And so we, there's lots of research around that, right? But it's, so it's really important that when we get a more diverse group of people giving, it's not only about them getting to experience this together as a group, which is powerful, but it's also about then where that money goes as a result of the more diversity and perspectives helping to guide it. Um, so those are just a few reasons. I think one other one that we often hear is I just meet so many great people through my giving circle, right? So like the friends and the, the partnerships and all of those things that come out um, from connecting with like-minded people through this model. Is, yeah, and your is, point about the, the personal connection with the nonprofit, I think a lot of folks use name recognition, you know, oh, I've heard of that charity, so it must be good, as opposed to having you know, maybe someone who's actually experienced an issue that a nonprofit helped with and and right. then they're realizing, oh, they need help and, and I'll direct it. But another mm -hmm. thought is that, you know, I think a lot of people, especially in hard economic times, think, gosh, I really have so little to, to you know, live on. How can I give and make any kind of impact? And collective giving is really that, that way to do it by pooling your resources and focusing them on various um, nonprofits in your community. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred dollars here and there can feel like a drop in the bucket, but if you pool it with a hundred other people and now you're giving a $10,000 check to a local nonprofit, that can make a real meaningful difference. It's life-changing. And you had mentioned uh, something called the generosity crisis before. How does Grapevine combat that? <laughs> Yeah, so the generosity crisis is what some people are calling the current state of um, generosity in America because there has been an increasing or a, a continuing, I should say, decline in uh, households, the percentage of American households giving uh, to nonprofits in the country. And last year, for the first time ever, that percentage of households dipped below 50%. And that's pretty significant. I think we were around two thirds of households were giving in the early 2000s. And so now we're below 50%. And so some are calling this a generosity crisis and saying, if we continue at this rate in 50 years, we'll have no donors left, right? And then what's the nonprofit sector going to do, which is a huge sector in our economy. It, it employs 10% of the people in America, right? It's a big part of our GDP. It's, a, it's actually a very important um, sector of the economy as well as all of the impacts that it's creating uh, across the country. So uh, it is, you know, a, a scary thought. Um, there are others that that point out that actually generosity, while it might be declining in this particular area, we need to include other areas of generosity where people are now uh, giving to crowdfunding campaigns to individuals and doing other things. Um, that are acts of generosity beyond donating to nonprofits. So absolutely, that's true. And I think there's some really encouraging statistics around that that we, um, we can look at. And so 
to me, what that means is that, you know, nonprofits um, might, it seems that donors are moving away from nonprofits for some reason. So they're either moving away from nonprofits and giving in a different way, or maybe they're just not giving at all. You know, I think those are, uh, we're not quite sure yet what the situation is there. But either way, for nonprofits, this is a crisis for them, and they need to figure out how to engage with more donors. Um, and so what I see with the giving circle model is a really exciting uh, movement that really has been growing since the early 80s when it started here in the U.S. And uh, we have some updated research coming out later this year on, on the current state of the giving circle movement. But at Grapevine, um, we've seen over the last year, hundreds of new giving circles started, uh, tens of thousands of new members joining these giving circles, the vast majority of whom have never heard of a giving circle before, let alone been in one, who are really excited about the model. So just from what we're seeing anecdotally with the excitement around participating in this, I think it's a, a real potential um, uh, path for nonprofits to pursue and um, in thinking about how do we make sure that we're staying ahead of this, you know, this trend and finding more ways to connect with a broader range of donors in a way that they want, right? I think we're seeing some of these old tactics are, um, are not as, as useful as they used to be. And I think we're also seeing, you know, some of the older donors that that those worked with are aging out, or you know, as we have the newer donors kind of coming up, they're looking for different ways to engage. And we're just seeing a lot of activity and engagement with this giving circle model. So whether a nonprofit is looking to connect with local giving circles to make sure that they're aware of their work and be in front of this community, that's one really great way to think about um, learning about and connecting with, with this community. The other is thinking about leveraging this kind of a model, this community-based giving circle model, and maybe starting your own giving circle or series of giving circles or what some people would call a fundraising circle um, when it's connected directly to a nonprofit. But you know, learn from how people are engaging in this giving circle model that is so exciting to them and see if you can employ some of those tactics for your own fundraising to support your nonprofit. Um, and the last thing that I'll just kind of note there too is I think we're seeing a lot more interest now in collaboration across the nonprofit sector. And that is absolutely what this, this donor model is all about, collaborating you know, with other donors, collaborating to find organizations to support a broad range of organizations. So I think it, it, this really lends itself well to what I'm starting to see is more collaboration within the nonprofit sector as well. And nonprofits, you know, combining forces to build communities of donors to support the broader work that they're doing in their local community or around a particular cause. Um, so there are just a few high level ways to think about how this can be helpful, but we definitely see it as a really kind of bright spot right now um, amidst this broader troubling trend. And I think there's a lot that we all can do to explore it further and how it might um, help us navigate out of that. You mentioned, you know, crowdfunding and, and other things like GoFundMe where people, anybody can kind of set up a fund. Hey, I need a, you know, surgery. Can you help, you know, fund it? And there are a lot of, you know, legitimate um, causes, but oftentimes you hear about the publicized fraudulent activities that are happening in those kind of unregulated um, fundraising tools. I think Grapevine, at least my experience is, offers a whole uh, set of security and, and 
and framework that allows you to, in a, in a safe way, donate to a, a legitimate nonprofit and, and still, um, you know, have that, that framework that, that um, ensures that it's, it's um, going to the right place. Yeah, it's a great point, Susan, because we have crowdfunding, right? And I think there has been a lot of concern around fraudulent, fraudulent uh, crowdfunding campaigns. Where is the money going? Uh, is it being used for the purpose that it was intended for? And the nice thing with, with Grapevine uh, and the way we have our model set up is that the money does go to 501c3s in good standing with the IRS. We do that check. Um, you know, we, we are also able to fund some schools and federal tribes as well. So we really try to stretch as much as we can within our, our legal limits to get money to great work that's happening. Um, but also in a way that we can double check to make sure these are entities that are in good standing are recognized and um, aren't on any kind of watchdog list, you know, that would make us wonder if, if it's actually going to, to good use. And um, so we do that check on our side, and then the rest of it really is up to the group to nominate and find organizations within that framework that resonate with them, and um, you know to to be in community with those organizations in a way that they can learn about them and feel comfortable and excited about um, collaborating with them to support their mission. But I, I do think that additional check and making sure that the money is flowing through those those channels, those organizations gives people. Uh, it's more confidence, you know, in engaging in a model like this online um, than than some of the others that can be used for for any purpose. Um, but you know, with that being said, I think there's a lot of value in the other side too. You just need to think of other kind of checks and balances and protection measures, and um, so you know, something to explore um, and just kind of further develop. I think, but not necessarily um, cut off. So how easy is it to start a giving circle? Well, we'd like to say at Grapevine, you can start a giving circle in a couple of minutes. And so if you go to grapevine.org, there's a button right there. There are a few of them, I'm sure, um, where you can click to start your own Grapevine page. And uh, it takes just a couple minutes to set up that draft page. And then you can customize it with the photos that you want, the messaging that you'd like, and um, start inviting your members in. And we always encourage people, think of the five people that are closest to you that would be super excited about this and would be an, an easy, immediate yes. Get them involved. Um, and then connect with them and say, okay, who, who are the next five people that each of us can think of that would be excited about this, right? And so you can kind of think of it in concentric circles like that. So to get your page up and running, to get started, it takes you a few minutes. And then to start building it out and, and getting to, it to that launching point, um, you know, you can really do it in a weekend if you wanted to invite some friends over, have a coffee chat about it, send out some invites, and you're up and running. Um, so it really is is up to you how much time you want to take. But we love to tell people to just do it, just get started. I think sometimes we overthink things and we're not sure, especially when we invite someone in, we feel like we need to have everything baked. But actually, what we find with this community-based model is it's so much more compelling if you invite people in early before you have it all baked. Let them be a part of, of putting that together. Let them be a part of helping to shape it. That's a very compelling opportunity for people. So just get started and um, you can easily get up and running. We have all sorts of resources and tools for you that we can share with you as well and pull you into some great, great fine leader um, cohorts to learn from each other too. So there's a lot of great support along the way. 
Um, but yeah, anyone can get started in a couple of minutes. Well, and my experience has been very positive. It was very easy to join a, a existing community giving circle. And, um, you know, I think that even if you don't want to start one yourself, you can go to the Grapevine website and find, you know, the list of all the giving circles that exist and see if there's one that aligns to your um, set of values and, and what your focus is too. So that's um, great. But all the, the communication tools I found really helpful, being able to message other me members and um, being able to set up, as you said, coffee or or um, a meeting where you can discuss polls. You can say, who do you want to give to this giving cycle? And we can conduct polls. I'm in the Santa Barbara Women for Good Giving Circle, and we have a little over 250 members. And um, we try to get together in person quarterly. Not everybody can make it, but the tools available through the Grapevine um, platform allow us to communicate effectively with all members and then everybody who's a member is able to vote and then direct our funds to the winning charity so it's I found it really easy and um, the nice thing too is that you handle all the back-end transactional work too so then I get my tax form at the end of the year and um, and it makes it easy as opposed to if if we were giving circle doing it manually, we'd have a lot of paperwork to do um, behind the scenes. This makes it easy. That's great. Thank you for sharing that, Susan. Yeah, that's our goal is to make it easy and engaging, right? We don't want this to be a set it and forget it kind of thing that you never think of again. We want it to be so easy that you can set it up quickly, but also a really engaging experience that gives you the opportunity to really participate meaningfully, whatever that means for you. For some people, that's just learning about organizations and being part of it. For others, it's actually nominating and presenting and you know being more involved in, in, in the whole process of it. Uh, but there's, as a, any community is, right? There's uh, space for everyone and all these different roles that you can play depending upon where you're at at any given time. Absolutely. And we talked a little bit about the resources. Is there any cost to the giving circles to use the Grapevine platform? No, we're a free platform. We do accept uh, tips from our generous community. So there's some community support option when you go to make a donation on Grapevine and that does go to support our work to continue to build out the platform and support and, and grow this movement. Uh, but anyone can set up their own giving circle on Grapevine for free at any time. That's great. And Emily, what are your goals for the organization and you know, any future plans that you could share with us? Sure. Um, you know, I like to say that I have this vision of everyone being in a giving circle, if not two or three at some point, because maybe you're in one that's in your local community and one that's connected to the cause you really care about and maybe one that's part of a network like an alumni network or a book club or something else that you're in. Um, and so I really have this vision that this kind of community-based model of giving back is is widespread and is the form of social giving of the future that we're all participating in in a variety of ways to deepen our connections with existing groups that we're part of as well as expand our connection to new ones. Um, so with that vision in mind, uh, we're currently national, but I do see us going international and bringing this, um, this tool, this resource to the broader uh, Giving Circle movement that has already gone international at this point. And um, 
Yeah, I see us continuing to build out tools and resources to make it easier for people to start and join groups, as well as for people to connect with others within groups and across groups, um, particularly as we see more people joining a variety of groups and not just one particular one. So a lot of a lot of work there in terms of expanding our reach and um, the offering that, that we're providing to people. Um, but ultimately with this goal of building this large and um, social giving movement that you know we certainly did not create, um, but just helping to continue to expand it and make it easier for everyone to get involved. And is there any financial goal in terms of how much giving you hope to see through your giving circles? Oh yes, well, the, the goal is always moving, but we just hit our $25 million milestone from giving circles on the platform, which is a really exciting goal for us. And as we look ahead, we're eyeing that $100 million goal already. And so um, working our way there, and I think with our existing community, we have 800 groups and 60,000 members. And so lots of great um, uh, you know, activity already happening that's helping us to get there. But we're doing a lot to help launch new groups and invite more people in to join them just to get started and then support those who want to start create their own groups. So that's one big initiative. And the other one is just thinking more about partnerships, engaging more with existing philanthropic players like foundations and um, even companies that are seeing this model, seeing their employees get excited, matching their donations and thinking about how can we bring this to a broader segment of our of our company? How can we um, you know, engage a broader community in our mission as a foundation? So looking more at those partnerships and how we can um, collaborate more effectively and more broadly with others to continue to grow the movement. So well, $25 million is a massive amount of money and $100 million is, is, is incredible. So um, I, I think this is absolutely exciting and great work and thank you for starting the company and and really uh, you know putting all the effort in to, to grow it and to make it a success. So appreciate that. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for joining us on this Giving Circle journey. And <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> so we're about at time here, but do you have any final thoughts before we close out the podcast? Oh, just, I like to say that I, I believe Giving Circles are for everyone. It's a very flexible model that can be adopted and adapted by any community based on their, their needs and goals. And so, uh, you know, if you have any interest in group giving, essentially, which is what this is about, um, please reach out, reach out to us at grapevine.org. We'd love to hear from you and, and help you think about how this could work for you, uh, for your company, your team, your family, whatever it is, whatever group that you're thinking about. Uh, we do believe strongly that giving is better together for all the reasons we've talked about on this podcast today. And so um, we're all about connecting the people to grow the greater good. So reach out to us and, and um, let us know how we can help. And well, That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, with that, I will close out the podcast. For the audience, if you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with your colleagues and friends. And until next time, so long. <laughs>